Yes, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Down to the turn, Namazu's a clear leader. 400 ago, he's two lengths in front. Second, Macaro getting off the inside. Jukon's down the outside. They were followed by Bullion Wolf. It's Namazu, 250 to go. He's three lengths to Macaro. Jukon trying hard. Sales coming down the outside late, followed by Planet Warrior and Quality Asset. Namazu's the leader with 100 to go. He's tired. Planet Warrior's flying on the outside with Sale. They come to the line with Quality Asset, but Namazu, Namazu gets the money. Namazu's won it from a photo between Quality Asset and Deep Route Sale. He just got too far back from the gate. Then came just behind those was Planet Warrior Rule the World. Then a gap in the field to rather salubrious. Yes, it was Namazu taking out the tab. Townsville Cup last Saturday at Cluton Park. Ridden by Alex Pattis, trained by Ricky Vale. A bold front running win and uh, the field was unable to run Namazu down. The official winning margin was a length. And more on that as we roll into Bushbeat this morning. Morning as we welcome you along for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. Lots of news to get through today. We'll focus a little bit on that Townsville program from last Saturday and recap what has happened there at the Townsville Turf Club Carnival as part of the uh, Northern Queensland run. Uh, Warwick also had a tab meeting last week. Well done to uh, Jake Malloy and Matty Wishart with their riding doubles and Paul Butterworth with his training double. We're also going to look back at the Nango Cup Day. Congratulations to Rebecca Wilson and Michael Lakey with the success of Crockett. Big day at Richmond, big day at Yapurn. Unfortunately, we couldn't race at Mutterborough on the weekend. We'll tell you more about that. Mitchell was transferred to Sunday and we'll catch up with more on that as well. And catching up as always with all of our news is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And great to hear that win by Namazoo in the uh, Townsville Cup, Tony. And, and this carnival gets stronger and stronger. And that result reflects well on a another race on the program, the Guineas, because Namazoo, you may remember, Tony, this is a horse that won the Rocky Mackay Townsville Guineas last season. Uh, didn't do the Cairns one, went straight to the Cairns Cup and ran fourth. So a real good flow-on effect to see Namazoo come through the grades now and, and take that Cup win as well for Alex Pattis. Yeah, there was a, uh, a great front-running ride, as I said. Uh, Alex Pattis is our first guest joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Alex, welcome along and congratulations on that win there on Saturday. I think we've got Alex there. Try again. How's that? Alex, we've got you now. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing this morning? Congratulations on that win. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, good morning to you, Alex. It's Rob here. Um, Alex, you've had an association develop with this uh, horse, Namazoo, because you um, you were on him right through uh, Rockhampton, Mackay and uh, Townsville. Were you confident going in based on the, the build-up with that uh, third in the Mackay Cup? Yeah, look, this horse has really impressed me. Every run he's put up has um has just had its own merit like he went he went three weeks in a row at one stage and just my confidence just build going built going into the townsville cup like he was he ran third in the in the mackay cup and he'd he'd gone three weeks in a row so having that two week freshen up into the townsville on uh with having the the 2000 meter run under his under his belt i was i was pretty confident 
And it's good to see Ricky Vale um, has stuck with you all the way through. You're only one of two apprentices riding uh, in the, um, the cup. And, and also good to see uh, ownership groups like with Echo Point. They stuck with Brooke Richardson all the way through, Rocky Mackay and, and Townsville. Um, what sort of difference does a win in a Townsville Cup make to your, your career as an apprentice? Because I know you're city-based, but the wins are few and far between in that tougher competition. So does this make a real difference to you going forward? Yeah, well, I actually, I'm my own manager. I do my own rides. Um, just found it um, better that way, being a female apprentice. Um, just communication's key in this game. And um, ever since I've won won the cup, um, the phone the phone's been red hot. So it's it's definitely um, definitely sort of got the ball rolling for me and and helped me out. Before we talk a little bit more about your background, Alex, and, and where you're headed, uh, just uh, take us back to the cup there. What were the instructions from the trainer? Was it to get out in front and stay out in front, catch me if you can, or was that just how things unfolded for you over the back straight? So the whole the whole prep, really, he's um, we've wanted to ride him forward and he um, just had too much speed in the race or, or, or other circumstances. And the instructions were pretty much, I just had a chat with Ricky before the race and we just wanted to be as positive as we could be without without being silly and and just um, the way things panned out in the race, I just ended up being in front and, and he's, I've watched all these replays and I watched plenty, that's the first time I'd ever ridden at Townsville and I'd watched plenty of replays um, of, of how that track plays. And, and I just thought our best chance was going to be if I did roll along in front and knowing knowing that the dangers in the race would, would get quite far back, I thought if I could skip away on that home turn, um, I thought if they caught me late, I'd, it would be a bit of a bad luck story, but I thought if I could hold on, um, it'd be unreal. Where did you win the race, Alex? Was it a mid-race slowdown in pace Was it or an increase in tempo? Where did you think you had the race or you felt you had been in a winning position in that in the run? Well, I've had a few of the um, the jockeys tell me that um, when I, I sort of took off at about the 600 and I, I caught them all off the bridle and I think definitely around that home turn when he when he put a few lengths on them was where I won the race. He's very strong um, through the line. And as I said a moment ago, this is the horse that came through all those guineas wins. So the uh, the potential's always been there. And he's a lightly raced horse, uh too, Alex. He's a five-year-old by Medaglia Dioro, but he's only had the 26 starts for the seven wins and six minor placings, so plenty of future ahead. Do you know the program from here on in, what's happening with him? So I've had a chat with um, Ricky and the owners, and um, I don't think they've, they've set a plan um, going forward. I think they were just going to sit on it this week, see how he pulled up. Um, I know um, from all reports, he's been eating really well, and and all the rest of it, but I think um, between between everyone, we were just going to sit on the fence on whether he does continue on to the Cairns Cup or um, he has had had quite a long prep. So whether he does go to the paddock from here, I'm not sure. There's still some great attraction there, I suppose, as part of the uh, the 2022 Tab Northern Winter Carnival features. As you say, Cairns Cup comes up August 27, and then the uh, the Far North Queensland Amateur Turf Club with the Cairns Amateurs on September 10. There's still a couple of nice features there, but as you said, he's been up for a while, so maybe this just might be it for the moment. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, I'm happy with whatever decision Ricky and the owners make. Um, he's proven himself he's won a Townsville Cup and um, they have booked me for the Cairns Cup just in case but either way um, I'm over the moon with, with the outcome. 
How did you? I was really impressed to hear that you do your own um, uh, rides. You don't have manager. I, I take it you're apprentice still to Angela Plum. But how did you end up with the connection with uh, Ricky Vale and, and moving up into the provincial circuit up there? Was it something you went about doing, or they approached you? Uh, well, I'm lucky enough. To, I'm quite. Um, I'm quite of a natural lightweight, and um, sort of chase this ride a little bit out. We sort of always knew that he was going to get 54 in the Rocky Cup with Master Jamie and um, my partner Les Bobatelli. He rides a fair bit for Ricky, and just um, connections through that. And I, uh, I put my name forward, uh, being a being a lightweight, and there's not many um, jockeys up there that can ride 54. So I was just lucky enough to get on at the right time with the right weight. Robbie, racing's the only game you can actually ask a lady her weight and not be rude <laughs> in that sort of situation. And Alex is being very kind to herself uh, and not giving herself enough due, saying that she's a lightweight. On my page here, it says, uh, A. Pattis, age 22, weight 49 kilograms. My left leg weighs 49 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I hear that connection with Les Bubba Tilly. I noticed in a social media photo, he managed to uh, somehow get in the presentation photo, Alex. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a few comments on Facebook saying that, um, you know, he, lo- he loves to get in a cup photo and, and he uh, he managed to do that. So um, but I, I, um, I took home the crown this time. I was only going to say it uh, along the lines of, and I'm only stirring Bubba and probably you at the same time, he didn't produce a ring, did he, and say, you know, hey, you've won a, uh, a big feature race here and, and get down on one knee in the enclosure there at Townsville? No, no, he didn't. I, I thought it might have come after after Master Jamie in the Rocky Cup, but um, <laughs> no. Oh, so it it's didn't. in the wind. <laughs> it's in it's in the wind, but uh, we'll we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> I tell you the other stat that I saw that I thought was impressive when we were doing some research to have a chat with you this morning. As I said, it says uh, riding weight forty nine, career wins one hundred and one. Were you aware that that was one hundred and one? And in fact, Boogie Lou last week at uh, Warwick was win one number one hundred. Yeah, I was. I was aware of that, and uh, it's been knocking on the door for a while. Um, I'm sick of running second, to be honest. So, I was really, um, really happy that I could seal the deal with the Townsville Cup being 101. Yeah, as as I said too, Tony, I I didn't know much of Alex's background, but um, it, it's pretty tough. Obviously, you're a city based uh, apprentice as well, and and a lot of your rides are in the city. But you know, you had a win on uh, May 30 at Doom, and then a win on July 18 at Warwick. There's there's gaps there. It must be pretty tough in that uh, circumstance um, uh, with your career. But you're saying you're, you're riding lots of seconds. It must get frustrating at times. Yeah, I'm at a point in my career where it, it definitely is. Um, it's it's hard. Uh, I'm obviously I've outridden my claim in, in everywhere but the city. So um, obviously times times are tough, and I, I am out of my time in a few weeks. So uh, winning winning a race like that was um, really valuable to me coming out of my time. Obviously, in racing, um, you just want your name in the headlights, and um, to be coming out of my time. With, with a win like that under my belt was, is really going to help, I think. Tell us a little bit of your background, Alex. How did you get into race riding? Uh, so my dad owned a fair few horses with a trainer called Brent Stanley in Melbourne. And um, we always went to the races as kids and I've always ridden and I just decided that I was sick of being on the other side of the fence and I wanted to give it a go. So I, um, I packed up and I, I moved to Melbourne when I was 15 because... Brent was the only person that we knew in racing and 
that we sort of trusted were teaching me the ropes and so I actually started my apprenticeship in in Melbourne. I got into the Melbourne Apprentice School. I was actually the only female to be selected that year. Um, so it was pretty special to start my career down there. And now 100 wins later and almost uh, exiting the apprenticeship uh, ranks, uh, you, your intention, um, obviously, to be still based in Brisbane. Yeah, that's right. So I actually, I work full-time for, for Tony Gollan and... Um, it just it just works out really well. Obviously, it's quite hard um, becoming a senior, and I always um, like to have a few options. And as as long as the ball's rolling, I'll definitely continue to take the rides. Um, but having that full time job with Tony, learning off Tony, is um, is really good as well. Is that where you'd like to see yourself heading somewhere down the track? If it's not going to be continuing as a jockey, you think you maybe training might be the way to go. Not so much training, but um, there's, there's definitely word of, of me um, travelling to Melbourne with some of his spring spring horses this okay. year, um, which is quite exciting for me. It's something that I'm really looking forward to to do and, and to learn, and that experience would just be amazing um, coming out of race riding. Well, it sounds like, to me, Alex, you've got things well and truly worked out, and, and uh, that was a great front-running ride on Namazu to take out that Townsville Cup. And uh, you never know, Bubba Tilly may be able to get in a few more photos down the track and that uh, key event in life uh, might be taking place shortly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. Great to have you on the show today. Give our best to Bubba. He's always uh, sad when we don't <laughs> bring him on the show to congratulate him on his wins. But we didn't want to congratulate him on uh, him running uh, fourth in the Townsville Cup. We want to talk to the winner this morning. But give our best to Bubba, won't you? <laughs> Will do. Thank you. He's in my car today, but I'll let him know. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, guys. Alex Pattis, who was successful in the Tab Townsville Cup on Saturday uh, for Ricky Vale aboard Namazu. It's an interesting crossroads, isn't it, Rob? Uh, when you're, you're in that sort of situation, it sounds like Alex has a, a wonderful uh, position there with the Golan stable and is learning heaps and, uh, you know, I guess uh, has to sort of then decide, do you go down that path? Do you go down the other path? Uh, you know, it would be one thing to try and then, uh, like Bubba does, Justin Stanley, Chris Whiteley, those sort of guys, uh, Nathan Day, you know, fly in, fly out sort of jockey on some of these provincial meetings like Bubba riding today at Mackay. But, yeah, actually getting the rides is another thing. And uh, hats off to, to Alex, uh, yeah, looking after her own rides at the same time. That's a, that'd be a full-time job in itself, let alone trying to look after Bubba Tilly, a bit full-time job in itself. <laughs> And, and Tony, as a 22-year-old, I just think it's fantastic that Alex has got the the map worked out, if you like, the uh, the path worked out, on, and the options are there. She's obviously thought through it very well, and 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 great to see the uh, success there in that Townsville Cup. And uh, I, I tell you what, I, I mentioned earlier on about how this horse came through the Guineas uh, program last year. Well. A similar feat going on uh, with this year's um, Guineas winner in Townsville, the Marasara Gelding, no going back. Look at his record. He won the Rocky Guineas, second in the Mackay Guineas, now took the Townsville Guineas. This Guineas program is really going from uh, strength to strength. But the other interesting feature, I thought, that came out of the... Um, 
out of the uh, wins at Townsville was in the Cleveland Bay that Medaglia Dioro not only sired Namazu taking the cup, but he sired Ren Stay, the Cleveland Bay winner, uh, win number five in 23 after an eighth in the Mackay Newmarket. What a great achievement for that stallion and a big win for Ren's Day in the Cleveland Bay. As they start to swing and Diodoro's taking inside runs, Dr. Zeus went straight past Marway, straightening up and shot clear two lengths in front. On the outside, Ren's Day's running on, then Montenegro man, Master Jamie struggling as they get to the 100 marker. It's Dr. Zeus two in front, Ren's Day's the danger. It's Dr. Zeus in front, Ren's Day's trying to pick him up. They come to the line, they hit it. Wednesday, I think Wednesday's just one from Dr. Zeus, but it's tight. Third, I'm not sure. Plenty, plenty Diodoro rattling down the outside with full recognition. Yeah, Tony Wobe was right. It was tight, all right. Wednesday saluting there for Brian Wiggins and Lindsay Goff in the tab Cleveland Bay. And Rob, uh, the other feature, you mentioned uh, no going back, taking out the Magic Millions, Townsville Guineas. Kudos as well to the club and Racing Queensland for introducing the uh, the consolation, the Cape Cleveland consolation, going mm. to a family star, Justin Stanley and Graham Hughes. And that was the highlight highlights out of the uh, Saturday program. Of course, they have the two-day carnival there at the Townsville Turf Club. And Thursday, the lightning went to Bakuhatsu for Lacey Morrison and Joanna Hassett, while the Bell of the Burdekin was won by Poetic Attacks. Chris Whiteley and Janelle Ryan combining there. That was a leg of a winning double for, for Chris on Thursday. Graham Cleesey and Ben Williams also combined for a double, as did Justin Stanley and Stephen Massingham. And while I mention uh, Steve there... I saw the uh, the uh, story that went out on uh, Racing Queensland social media. Boogie has dropped a whole heap of weight and uh, just he's almost like a shadow of his former self when you see him. Looking forward to catching up when I get up to, uh, to Cairns for the Amateurs. But a great story there and he was talking about basically life-saving uh, decisions there to, to drop all of that weight. He dropped something like 45 kilo. It was something oh, ridiculous wow. like that. <laughs> Yeah, the, as I said before, these carnivals just going from uh, strength to strength. And I just noticed a, uh, a text from our next guest, um, Tony and Tony McMahon, because the Apoon meeting was there on Saturday that he's in a car park outside Dan Murphy's dying of heat exhaustion. <laughs> you should be reporting in from the cold room inside, Tony. Welcome along. Thank you very much, Tony. Rob, yes, I'm going in to get a bottle of lemonade very, very shortly. It's pretty hot up here. <laughs> okay. We had a, a very good meeting at Japoon last Saturday. Uh, I was surprised with the crowd there. It would have been about 1,000 people because they had a big festival on at Dimmu Park, which is far away on the Capricorn Coast, and the Rocky Swap, which is a huge thing here in Rockhampton. So they got 1,000 people, and it was a very, very good day. It was also wonderful for the new uh, race callers facility and judges box there. Sam Dalzil was up from uh, Racing Queensland to officially open it. Open it. She's the project manager. And uh, just a fantastic concept. If people like to get onto the Yapoom Turf Club's Facebook page, they'll, they'll be able to have a look at that facility. And I'd urge people, your listeners too, Rob and Tony, to get onto some of these Facebook pages of the race clubs, particularly the Rockhampton Jockey Club, Gladstone Turf Club, and uh, also... Um, the uh, Yapoon Surf Club that I'm involved with because uh, there's plenty of interesting information there and uh, it keeps you up to date with what's happening. And just quickly before I go to Yapoon, if you'll pardon me, please, Murrumbah, having a back to 40 years of race at Murrumbah, they're celebrating that on the 10th of September with a big function at the race course starting at 5pm. Peter Moody is one of the guests. They've got entertainment. They've got everything. So please get onto the Murrumbah Race Club and book your tickets for that. Yeah, I saw okay. you the, uh, some of the...
of the posts there that you had from uh, the Yapoon program on the weekend and some of the photos that you, you managed to take of the big crowds that were there and, and some of the other connections and especially paying tribute to the uh, the Clarks of the course team. Mm. Mick and Brad Barnes uh, having a, a little lemonade in between races. They're the unsung heroes along with the, the barrier guys and girls. Uh, you know, the barrier staff do such a wonderful job getting the races ready, but gee, the Clarks work hard through the day. They certainly do, Tony, and that's what I, uh, you know, I like to do. I'm not patting myself on the back, but you, a lot of these places, you just see the social photos of the, of the young race goers, of the young race goers, uh, having a ball. But I think we should get beyond industry people, and, and that's what we did at Japoon. We've got jockeys with their babies, and you know, uh, clerks of the course, as you said, and celebrating owners. So yeah, it's gone on really well, and I love doing that concept. The racing there was strong. Uh, it was on a soft five track, but uh, didn't make much difference. Shigeru Mahogany won the first for Raymond Williams. He was up at Townsville campaigning there. But this horse won well, ridden by Mark Barnum, uh, defeated all native, won a blend of bells. That was in the uh, benchmark 60 handicap. The next race, uh, the line Nathan Maiden Plate 950. She's out there when a Jono sings. Mark Barnum won again. Mark's only recently made a, uh, I suppose you'd say, a fair income effort to get back into race riding. And he's been rewarded with a double. He rode a winner out at Middlemouth the week before, too. She's out there. was trained by Jono Singh. He was up in um, Townsville with Marway. Spoke to John about Marway. He said they had to cross from the wide uh, alley, gun the horse to the front, and he never stopped uh, pulling his head off after that. So it's probably worth uh, disregarding his run. He finished last, but that's not the true Marway. And also, uh, uh, Graham Green spoke to him yesterday. He felt that uh, Master Jamie was very unlucky. Uh, he got caught in on the fence, and when Marway came back, he had nowhere to go. Graham said he lost five lengths and only got beaten about one and a half. So, as far as Graham Green's concerned, don't forget Master Jamie. He's going to have a bit of an ease up now. Uh, the third race that uh, Yapoon was a class beat. This is one by Shatterproof, ridden by Daryl Johnson, trained by him and ridden by his partner, Natalie Summers. Uh, Adriana Makoska, who was the owner, is having a great run. She's also won two races recently at Gatton and Ipswich, I believe, with a horse called um, Alto, Alto something. It's my name. It's just eluding me now. Phil Purser told me about it. It's won two. Gatton and Ipswich in the last couple of weeks, and Chatterproof's won two. So Adrian McCosker, a very, very uh, keen breeder up this way. It's having a good trot. Power Load won the GJ Gardeners. Uh, curious uh, three-year-old maiden. This is a horse by Power, and geez, a sensational stallion Power. And he's got Group 1 winners all over the world. This fellow's going to win more for him, a three-year-old power load, written by uh, Tasha Chambers. She's having a winning trot, trained by Jason uh, Morgan, but I'd follow him, power load. And the last race went the way of the Emperor of Light, Raymond West and Nicole Seymour. So the, the girls rode three winners and Mark Barnum rode two. We go to Gladstone next Saturday, the Gladstone Cup. Not a lot of cup horses around at the moment, but it'll still be a very interesting race. They've got six starters, and they're going to get an absolutely massive crowd at Gladstone. It'll be standing room only, so looking forward to going down there and calling that on Saturday. And, Tony, that new um, caller's box at Yapoon uh, went off pretty well. I'm very pleased to see that you maintain your standard of um, uh, very uh, good shirts wearing to the races. Well, I think you've got to be colourful, Rob. I've just got yeah. to think about it. I wear colour because it makes me feel good, and... Uh, it, uh, you know, I, I've just got a thing about it. I always had it all my life. I just love colourful things. I think it puts you in a, in a, in a good mood. I, uh, you know, a lot of people wear uh, very dark colours, which I think is depressing. So I'm colourful. I don't mind getting out there and uh, everyone has a bit of a dig at me, but I enjoy it. Only man I know that can get away with wearing green on the racetrack. Well, people say this to me. There's an old trainer here called John Cooney. He passed away many years ago. I used to wear green every morning and he got his brain... 
And I'd say to him, well, what about Bart Cummings? He had green and all his colours and all the races he won. So there's no, that, that's no argument in that. And the other one, as you would know, Tony and Rob, taking a photo of a horse before a race, the trainers go off their head. Yes. Think you're bringing them bad luck. Well, you know, yeah. I don't I don't appear to that superstition, but I am very superstitious. I will not go anywhere if I haven't got some form of green on. There's a moment I've got a green watch. <laughs> the other one that always used to catch me, and it won't catch me as much now because we're almost in a cashless society, uh, 50 cent coins in your change on a racetrack was also bad luck. Yeah, okay. Haven't heard of that one. But, uh, yeah. I don't know what I'll, the, take, the I'll take that on board. Look, I've got to get into Dan Murphy's to get this lemonade, so will you excuse me? <laughs> Go and cool <laughs> off. Okay, thanks, guys. Talk to you next Morning week. Morning to you, Tony. Uh, Rob, right. looking at that Gladstone program on the weekend, the Iron Jack Gladstone Cup, I know they extended nominations there. Might have caught a few people out with a few of the uh, the meetings noms closing yesterday. That's due to the ECA public holiday in Brisbane tomorrow. Uh, but they did receive some uh, some good noms through the rest of the program, along with the Cup. There's also the Dicey's Liquor Warehouse Gladstone Newmarket. And I'm really pleased to see, and I know that uh, he had a great connection to the club, the Wayne Wilson Memorial uh, Cutis Benchmark 60. Oh, yes. Uh, Wayne cut his teeth there at Ferguson Park before making the move to Rock. Hampton then making the move to Brisbane uh, all the way back in the 60s and I know the Gladstone Club was very dear to his heart and even uh, in retirement he, he loved getting up there and uh, enjoying Gladstone Cup Day and, and I think called um, uh, a couple of races there on on the, a couple of the Cup programs before he passed away. So wonderful to see the club is still honouring Wayne there with a memorial race and a lot of clubs are doing that now and there's something that's uh, very I know very close to you as well. Uh, memorial races are just... Uh, uh, so vital, I, I guess, to remember those people that have helped build the clubs up to where they are now. Oh, Tony, very much so. And country clubs do it really well. Um, and uh, like in the Central West, we've got various memorial races. And, and uh, that also reminds me that in our area here, we uh, lost a real country stalwart, a country character in uh, Rex Morrison uh, on the weekend, or Sexy Rexy as he was uh, lovingly referred as and had a good horse called Cobbity Gold and had wonderful stories to tell uh, about uh, the older days in racing and what people got away with. Not that Rex ever did that, uh, those sort of things he said. Um, and uh, look, it's just so sad that we lose, lose these people who have given so much to country racing and, and to be honoured with these memorial races. Uh, very important, and uh, it was no different at Richmond on the weekend as we uh, as we welcome back Watsi uh, and of course the um, Lieutenant Colonel Harry Murray Victoria Cross Memorial Maiden Plate was one of the features there on the weekend. But there was a horse in this uh, Tony in this meeting uh, that we're going to hear. Soul Air was a very impressive winner, and I think it's going places. On the point of the corner, 350 metres to go, and I'm cool, and Dibs joined immediately by Soul Air. Tidal forces down the outside, and Riverside Blues, but strolling to the front with 175 to go is Soul Air. Soul Air burst clear, I'm cool, and Dibs and Tidal Force, but it's a double to Billy Johnson. Soul Air punched out by Les Light, wins by two and three quarter lengths over Riverside Blues, a good run. Tidal Force, I'm cool, and Dibs, sneaky truce, never raised a yelp. Back on the inside there was Dream Soul for Tyler Leslight and Billy Johnson as part of a race-to-race -race double. They won the previous with American Genius. Andrew Watts is with us on Bushbeat again this week. Welcome along, Wattsy. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob. And uh, a chilly morning out here uh, in Western Queensland. And, um, yeah, it was a good meeting at Richmond on Saturday. And, uh, as you said, uh, a race-to-race -race double there with uh, Billy Johnson and Tyler Leslight. Uh, winning race two with American Genius. And, and we'll go firstly to that race uh, of Soul Airs. It's owned uh, by Richard Simpson. 
Um, it had been racing competitively uh, in the Central West in uh, Class 6 company and uh, looked a good thing, to be honest, in the Hughes Earth Moving, moving Cutis Class 3. Um, back in grade and, and won impressively by three and three-quarter lengths over Riverside Blues, who was doing its best work late. And uh, Tidal Force uh, was a good run in the race as well for Sean Royce and Jeff Felix. It was three wide the trip and stuck on well for uh, third position. But Rob, as he suggest- suggested, Soul Air, it's been a bit of a problem child um, now with Billy Johnson. Johnson, And um, yeah, it does look to have some upside. Yeah, I, I think going forward, this exceed and excel um, could be one to follow. What's he? Two wins, three seconds, his last five. He had the one run for Richard, and since being with Billy, uh, of course, Billy, a master horseman, I'm sure we'll sort it out. And uh, he's he's been progressive in my mind, this particular horse. But the day also featured, as uh, Tony was mentioning earlier, uh, with memorial races, and the day featured uh, several memorial races on the, uh, on the whole program. Um, and that was the only one that wasn't, but it's just so good to see these memorial races as part of the race program on on the country race meetings yeah and uh and and we're seeing it more and more often and i know it's been around for a long time as well but uh, clubs honoring their history people who have played many different roles on committees and in this case uh, many different roles in in the richmond community and um it is a credit for uh, all the clubs that who are doing it. I know um, Charleville, they've had their memorial days um, ever since I've been going down there and longer. Um, and it is, it's a wonderful way to um, reflect on the history of our, a proud history of many clubs. And I know uh, this uh, coming Saturday at Longreach, we have three uh, memorial races. And uh, yeah, it certainly is a big part of our race days. The Talking other about the Longreach meeting, a horse that ran second at Longreach at its last run was that other winner for Billy Johnson, an American genius. He's always been around the money. He's now an eight-year-old, this horse, but uh, he started odds on favourite and got the uh, got the biscuits on the weekend. Yeah, it was a good win by American genius. Um, as you'd expect up there in the northwest, Wicked Wiki uh, rolled straight to the front and Tyler Leslie just kept him in his sights. He settled second and um, basically took over with 600 to go and, and came away for a pretty good win. Uh, Louis the Legend was uh, a bit of an eye-catcher in the race. He settled down last and came home strongly uh, for Tanya Parry and Jason Vavarovich. Uh, Wicked Wiki uh, stuck on for third just in front of Craig Lealtona. But in these four-horse races, it's hard to often balance up where horses are at in their respective preparations. But nonetheless, American Genius for a long list of owners, which do include Mel and Billy Johnson, uh, Richard Turnbull and Kobe O'Brien, uh, got the chocolates. Uh, back to the other races now on the program. Race one uh, was won by Arrogant Heart. This was a really good finish um, for Ken Maguire and Jason Hooper. Won by the barest of margins over Meteorana for Sean Royce and Tyler Leslie. It was one of those cases when they hit the line, they were heads up, heads down, and there was the barest of margins for Arrogant Heart. And Liz Delight, uh, backing up after that good win at Caulfield, ran third for Kerry Crow and Jason Vavarovich. Race four on the card was the maiden over 1,200 metres, uh, won by Tanya Parry's art thief, Terry Hill, the winning rider there. Uh, beat laterally, who flew home uh, for Tanya and Keith Ballard in second. And Armageddon Flyer was your $2.20 favourite, beating 1.9 lengths into third. And uh, I think there's a statistic that Max Tanks um, rustled up for this year. I think Tanya's won 20 of the 24 or 25 maidens in the northwest this year, an incredible record. Um, winning the Maidens up there in the northwest, And the last was a very popular win on the day, the Platinum Deal uh, for Robert Kirkwood out of Charters Towers. Jeff Felix with a well-timed run. 
Uh, big ghostly grey, this fellow. He was first up over 1,401 by three-quarters of a length over Blacks, uh, who jumped poorly, actually, and um, got straight to the front with Les Light and uh, was very unlucky to be beaten three-quarters of a length. And all at sea, uh, another one doing its best work late for Tanya Parry and James Baker. But that was the, uh, the stories out of Richmond there on Saturday, Rob. Yeah, What's he? I, I noticed Robert Kirkwood's the trainer there, but I, all I saw on social media was Sally Kirkwood doing all the honours. Yeah, Sally was there. <laughs> I didn't actually get to go and have a chat to Sally, but uh, as you can imagine, there was uh, quite the cheer between her and Jenny Felix in the grandstand below me. Um, a very, very popular win. And he came off a couple of nice trials at uh, Townsville. Probably my only query was that 1,400 first up. It's a little bit um, unorthodox, you'd say, in bush racing. Uh, but nonetheless, they pulled it off. Yeah, and good to see and uh, great to see the celebrations continuing on those country tracks. And uh, the meeting's coming up uh, this weekend. You'd be pleased as president of uh, Longreach Club. There's the uh, two extra races there with the uh, loss of the Mutterborough meeting and 70-something nominations. I know the nominations are earlier this week and Racing Queensland always tends to extend them uh, given the public holiday for the exhibition on Wednesday. But uh, really good uh, nominations for Longreach for the weekend. Great nominations for Longreach and uh, I spoke to Cole Truscott yesterday and um, Racing Queensland will split that benchmark 50,000 metres uh, if we get those 19 to accept so that would make us an eight race card on Saturday and look they're doing the best they can to make up for these uh, lost meetings I lost count of uh, around the place um, what was lost and Mudderborough was just so unlucky that they fell under that little cloud on Saturday for their annual race day. But uh, nonetheless, um, seven or eight races in Longreach on Saturday will be, um, it'll be really good. Now, what's a year off to Mount Isa on Thursday? It's the uh, CNW race day featuring the Mailman Express. Acceptances have come through there. Have you started working hard on the form? I have had a brief look this morning. Actually, the car's packed. We're about to hit the road. Uh, family holiday to Mount Isa. Um, yeah, I've found a couple. I think race one hands dynasty. Uh, for Billy Johnson will be hard to beat. Uh, it'll be coming up against Denise Ballard's Latin Days. Uh, and in race four, don't despair for Jay Morris. Now, this is an interesting runner. This is the um, the racehorse that the Mount Isa Jockey Club bought and auctioned uh, before their cup meeting. So uh, Mick Tully and friends bought the horse and uh, Jay Morris, now the trainer. I think that'll be one to watch out for. But they're good nominations and um, I think there'll be plenty of interest. It's uh, always a tricky meeting that Rodeo Thursday. Um, particularly calling it with all the fanfare in the middle of the track. But uh, no, it's a great spectacle. and looking forward to um, getting trackside there Thursday. Most importantly, what's your voice is back uh, and you'll be in top form for Thursday. Uh, good calling there on Thursday and thanks for being on this morning. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, listeners. Good on you, Wattsy. Andrew Watts joining us there looking back at Richmond on the weekend. And, Rob, we were talking there about Mutterborough, how unlucky they were with their cup program. They had some showers there Friday night. Um, that saw things postponed. There was some hope at one stage of trying to move it to, uh, perhaps to Sunday, but uh, mm. then with that further rain, the, the track was deemed unsuitable to race on with wet sections between the 650 and the 400, and they weren't going to dry out in time. So it was unfortunate that a, uh, a meeting like that, their annual non-tab race meeting for Mutterborough, was unable to go ahead. But as you touched on, two races added to Longreach this Saturday, the 1,400-metre uh, open and the benchmark 65 over 1,000. And as Watsy said, that 1,000-metre benchmark 50 now to be split into two divisions to give you an eight-race program. And then also on Saturday, uh, Aramac have had a Class B 1,200 metres added to uh, their program there. So, yeah, they're, they're working hard, uh, as always, uh, to, to try and ensure that there's going to be 
these races and the, the prize money as much as possible, not lost uh, to the region. And none better example, you see at Nanango on the weekend, you had an eight-race program where, of course, the uh, the feature event was the Fitzroy Hotel Cheers Bundy Rum Nanango Cup Open Handicap over the 1,600 metres. Straightening up and over next to the inside, Vanasta now goes for home. It's starting to open up Vanasta. On the outside, coming home is Crockett. Mawarid's trying very hard. Vanasta's in front and it's starting to struggle. On the outside, Mawarid's coming at uh, Crockett. Crockett just in front and Crockett wins the cup. The All-American Davy Crockett salutes over Mawarid. For Nasta paddle the last bit, it looked home about 100 metres out. They're followed in the Swilling Cup by Dunoon. Uh, then uh, Grutzi, who didn't like the game. Yes, Crockett taking out the Nanango Cup on the weekend. Uh, that was the, uh, the headline act there. Rebecca Wilson and Michael Lakey combining, Rob. And good on you, Ross Stanley, the Davy Crockett, the All-American. Uh, uh, our generation certainly can remember <laughs> these characters of history. Um, and Crockett, a very good win there for Michael Lake. Second at Ipswich at its last run, so not surprising that it was uh, in the market. But Vanasta was very strongly fancied as favourite and really had it some, uh, had the race sewn up until the last 50 metres and the other two, uh, Crockett and Mawarad, uh, a little bit too strong on the line. But a uh, good win there with uh, Rebecca Wilson on board. Um, the Corey and Kylie Gear and team, although they didn't get the win with Vanasta, they kicked it off the program with a swift Miss Fox. Emily Lang claiming three on this Fox wedge. Got the win over Missile Magic and uh, Special Case. And good to see Ducky Baker back with a winner with Jumpin' Bean. Of course, uh, Spill the Bean with that name, taking the cutest money in the maiden plate for Olivia Webb over Dragon's Justice and in a minute Riley. Uh, Tony Potter and Emma McPherson, another apprentice, had the win in the other cutest maiden division on Rose of Taramina, a Your Song Mare that isn't cutest eligible, defeating Infinite Joy and has to be. And uh, Luke Miller and John Hearn, they had a, a win with right here, right now, in the Benchmark 65 handicap over Diggity and Sertin. Uh, that's a, a six-year-old mare by Cluster. John D. Rocket for Lily Barr and John Thomas. Um, racing at the Provincials recently, this Easy Rockin'. And I, I noticed being a heavy eight and being by Easy Rocking, I was surprised the odds of $7.50 because that breed loved the wet and it defeated Red Mucky. And uh, we all agree. Uh, the next race on the program was the Benchmark 45 where Harry Lover had its second win from four runs for the Patrick Sexton Stable. And Paul Hamlin, he's consistently kicking home these top weight winners, uh, carried the 63 kilos in the race. Um, he was the second top weight because the top weight on the business finished uh, down the field in fifth place. But Paul, good to see him kicking home another winner on the Love Conquers All over Dixieland and Rural Rebel. And then the uh, Class B, the other 1,600-metre race, wrapped up the program on the wet track when Dinny's a suspect for John Byrne and Kelly Gates. An unusual suspect took the win over Just Away and the Angels Kiss. So that, that really is the big meeting there for Nanango the Nanango Cup meeting, and uh, Tony, great to see that eight-race program on the day. One more meeting to roll through before we wind up proceedings today. Uh, part of uh, the wet weather on the weekend meant that the program at Mitchell on Saturday had to be transferred to Sunday for the Maranoa Diggers. Shai Jin and Prince Planet in front at the 400 metre point. Two lengths to Rinviata the outside and Nick the Skip waiting for the inside run followed then by Toganagi Man. Shai Jin's in front out in the centre of the track. Prince Planet's on the inside. Nick the Skip looking for the inside and Rinviata has joined in out wider on the track. 
Shy Jin's in front, followed by Rinviata out wider. Prince Planet and Nick the Skip. Shy Jin's just in front, getting close to home, and Shy Jin will get home. Shy Jin wins by three quarters of length to Nick the Skip. Three quarters away, third was Prince Planet, Rinviata, and a distant Togi. When you don't hear the dulcet tones of Peter Flynn around that uh, part of southwest Queensland, Craig Smith, when he's not training, can pick up the 10 by 50s in the microphone and bring us a great call like that. That was the National Jockey Celebration Day open on Sunday at Mitchell for the Maranoa Diggers. Shai Jin saluting there for Cheryl Rogers and Wayne Baker. Oh, he's a man of many talents, Craig Smith, and uh, he doesn't get the call that regularly, but he just steps up and uh, takes it away like that, Tony, and a good win to Shai Jin. And uh, this poet's voice, uh, the same stallion that uh, has... Uh, uh, Master Jamie, it's getting some winners around the country tracks particularly, but it's been placed its last two and a very strong win there. Uh, Michael Schwappel uh, with the win with Les Bra uh, Baker with early plea. The star witness took the class three, the cutest race over Hangry and Roots and Rocks into third place. Uh, a good winner on this program, I thought, came in the benchmark 45 when Sir Bully, two wins and two placings, its last four for the Matt Crop trained and Sarah Robbins ridden instinction, five-year-old gelding, and now three wins for from 11 with three minor placings and a very convincing win over moving day and begin and the maiden plate taken out by taken out by Schnitz Creek for Benny Waldron and Todd Banks after four minor placings at its last four and look at that another Medaglia Dioro there's the trifecta for the weekend in the uh, provincial and country races for that stallion Cyclone Blackie into second and Kikinta into third and a horse that was very impressive at Alpha 3 back over 1700 called Tango Tino for Mark Johnson and Sophie Wilcock. Uh, took the benchmark 60 over the 1,400 metres, a five-year-old by Seamus Award, defeating Ky uh, Coins Road and Badge of Gameless. But, of course, that feature event was that open handicap and Shijin, too strong on the day, uh, taking that at Mitchell. And I'm really pleased to see that Mitchell meeting get through, Tony, because I'm pretty sure over a number of years it's been washed out a few times and uh, and another another country club that just really looks forward to that race day for uh, their annual occasion. Coming up this week, following on from the Mackay Tab program today, and Mount Isa on Thursday. Innisfail have a tab card Saturday for their Banana Cup program. Uh, Cunnamulla and District Diggers Race Club are in action, as are the Gladstone Turf Club, as we've mentioned, with the Gladstone Cup and the Newmarket. Longreacher Racing, as we've touched on, it's Prairie Cup Day on Saturday, and also the Torwood Race Club with the Torwood Cup. Yeah, I'll be at Longreach, of course, now with an eight-event program. Better get the voice uh, really wound up for Saturday. And also great to see that Prairie meeting. I'm sure Jeffrey Felix might be venturing there, Tony, and that was the meeting where he rode the program. I'm pretty sure it was last year, so he'll be looking forward to that one. Um, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au if you've got any great news coming through, and we'll be back next week, as always, uh, for Bushbeat on Tuesday. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week, and our thanks to Alex Pattis, Rob Luck, Tony McMahon, and Andrew Watts, all joining us this week on Bushbeat, rounding up the country news for you, as always, here on Radio Tab, and back to do it all again for you again next Tuesday morning.